The Al Dog Hour is upon us. Season 3, Episode 5, Return from Atlantis. And by Atlantis, I mean Florida, because they are essentially the same thing. Some call Florida the Garden of Eden, and after returning, I have a very difficult time arguing with that. So, absolutely incredible show today, guys. We're going to wrap up on some things I talked about in episodes past. I have a special surprise for real subscribers of the Owl Dog Hour Substack. You have something major coming later tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, I just got back from Florida. Going to tell you all about my travels. Recorded an epic, and I mean epic, almost three-hour video podcast in person with the Charter, a millennial journey out of hip-hop hypnosis on display the entire time discussing the book with my buddy, up-and-coming superstar, Dr. Narco Longo of the Old World Florida channel. That all just happened. Are you caught up to speed? Have you caught up with everything I've uploaded on YouTube? I got um, a five or six part, actually. The playlist is five, but it's six total videos. I'm back on YouTube, guys, in a major way. So I've done presentations that I've done prior on Instagram Live. I now did the YouTube versions of some of those presentations, how to read books, how to write like a published author, and a few other videos as well, all on the Al Dog Hour. I'm, I'm sorry, the Al Dog Author YouTube channel. The book came out April 5th officially, had a massive launch, did an interview with the Great British Blog. If you haven't seen that out, check it out today. Okay, the Al Dog's interview with the Great British Blog is incredible. So that all happened April 5th. On April 5th, I had the big album release. Al Dog's album is finally out. People are reading the charter. True players in the game are reading the charter, I should say. They're sending photographs of their luxurious lifestyles as they read the charter. Okay, that's the type of readers I attract, high quality people only, right? Anyways, Book of the Year, Author of the Century. So much content was uploaded recently. This was basically my last big uh, swing, last big swing for the fences before I head back to work uh, in a full-time capacity. Got to get my cash up, and then we're going to take another home run swing in the fall because I have another book coming out this fall. But if you haven't bought a copy of The Charter, A Millennial Journey Out of Hip Hop Hypnosis, you need to do so today. We're going to get into so much. I have so much to talk about with you. So I just wanted to give a little content recap and talk about all the things I've been up to. The big album release date was April 5th, and it was huge. It was substantial. Everything went according to plan. Had an excellent interview, written interview with the Great British Blog, and then I was on the Old World Florida YouTube channel for an in-studio, in-person, in-bookstore rather, in an epic bookstore. We did a really incredible show that's closing in on 7,000 views. It's going to get at least 10,000 total. Uh, Me and Dr. Narco Longo, an expert on Atlantis and a great metaphysicist uh, sort of, you know, student, sage, uh, educator, video editor, producer, all around awesome guy, up and come up and coming superstar. And I always, I'm always, always right about these things. And I have a long 
track record history of telling people somebody's going to be big or somebody's going to be a superstar and then it happening. Look at the interviews I did in 2018 and look at all those people today. I was right about just about all of them. Okay. Anyways, so the Al Dog Hour return from Atlantis. We're going to recap my trip. I have some interesting observations about the general public that are so, so important. My experiences in the airport, my experience traveling was nothing short of hilarious. And I think you're going to find it absolutely hilarious as well. Let's let's take it from the top. Let's take it let's take it from the very beginning, shall we? On this journey, uh, this epic, you know, adventure to Atlantis. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. I'm thinking to myself, I got to do big things. April fifth, I got the book of the year coming out. I'm the author of the century. What can I do? Okay, Great British Blog hits me up. We're gonna do an epic interview. Okay, awesome. I'm doing these YouTube videos because I'm back on YouTube after five-year hiatus. I don't know if it's going to be consistent, but I am going to be concentrating on that channel just because it's one of my biggest platforms at almost 9,400 subscribers. But the reality of the situation is this. YouTube, you better come with it. You better come with a well-edited documentary if you want to do YouTube views nowadays Um, other than that, just keep it to the shorts, keep it to these one minute videos because, uh, those get views, those get eyeballs. But if you really want to do views on YouTube, it's the big leagues. Now you better come with a well-formatted, excellent edited documentary. Okay. But anyways, so I had to take a big swing for the fences on April 5th because that was the official release date for the Charter, A Millennial Journey Out of Hip Hop Hypnosis. People are reading it. People are loving it. I don't bullshit when I make big, grand statements like it's the book of the year and I'm the author of the century. That's These are all factual, and these are all objectively true. Anyways, so I'm thinking I got to take a big swing for the fences here, an impending sense of doom because uh, employment is looming. And um, so there, that's going on. So like, I got to make a big swing. Do the written interview with Great British Blog. Excellent. Outstanding. Then I fly down to Florida to do this show with Dr. Narco Longo. At first, I had him scheduled on my channel just to do a Zoom interview. But then I was thinking, I'm like, dude, maybe I should just fly down there. I think that's the epic move. So that's what I did. I flew down to Florida. And we did a show at Dr. Narco Longo's Epic Bookstore. And if you haven't checked that out, definitely check that out. Um, He's got a great channel. I'm really into the whole Atlantis belief. I wouldn't say belief system. It's just that Florida is essentially the Garden of Eden. I think that most of the Old Testament stories are about America. I think that the Mississippi River is the Nile River. I think they're the same thing. And I think that I think that America is the true holy land. That's what I honestly believe. I don't think it's some desert in the Middle East. It's certainly not a circus tent shithole like Dubai is certainly not the promised land, the holy land. I do believe it is America. So when I started watching uh, the Old World Florida YouTube channel and Dr. Narco Longo's interviews and such, it really resonated with me. Because it really made a whole lot of sense. And I've always been 
fascinated and interested by Atlantis, more so something I felt in my bones that I come from Atlantis. I believe that my ancestors come from Atlantis. And I talked a bit about my ancestors on the show I did with Dr. Narco Longo. Specifically, I believe that I am the descendant of Leif Erikson. My last name's Erikson, full name Alan Erikson, right? I always thought to myself, you know, if Leif Erikson had descendants, what would they look like? What would they act like? Would they host a show called The Al Dog Hour? The answer is absolutely yes. It all makes complete sense. So I do believe basically that I'm the king of the Americas. I think I'm, I shouldn't probably just declare myself king of America. I don't care. I'm just going to do it. Um, I think it's appropriate because I do think that I have a rightful claim to the throne. And I do think that eventually America should just become a monarchy with the the descendant of Leif Erikson as king. That's what I believe. And um, I'm going for it. Why not? So did that show down in Florida. It was epic. Florida has changed quite a bit. They have uh, medical marijuana now, and uh, every 15 feet, you'll smell pot, (laughs) essentially, in Florida. It was not like that when I used to visit as a kid, going on family vacations and such. But yeah, it's changed quite a bit. It's very more chill than it used to be. It used to be sort of, this is my personal impression, it used to be a bit more uptight, a bit more East Coast. It's sort of uh, creating its own scene now. So anyways, we did that interview. We did that show. It was awesome. You guys should check it out. Then there was a meetup in Florida. Got to meet some other um, old world Florida folks, as well as some bears, some people who are fans of Owen Benjamin. I linked up Dr. Narco Longo and Owen Benjamin. They did an epic show. I think they'll be doing a lot of epic shows in the future. So that was fun. Did that. Coming back from the airport was when things got interesting is when I really started to make make some excellent observations. I ran into some people that I knew, actually. That almost always happens to me when I go to the airport or when I'm traveling. I will run into somebody, but I ran into some very, very interesting characters. And I made some very interesting, you know, studies and reports of human nature that I would like to share with you right here, right now, live on the Al Dog Hour. Epic podcast, the Al Dog Hour. Anyways, okay, so that was a basic synopsis of the trip. It was awesome. It was a good time. Uh, Made some amazing content. Atlantis Boys, episode one, is officially up on YouTube. Rumble, my YouTube channel, the Old World Florida YouTube channel. Mission complete. Okay, so I'm, I'm coming back from Florida, okay? And I initially... Uh, I'm in the airport in, uh, you know, West Palm Beach, blah, 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 make it to North Carolina. This is when things get a little interesting, shall we say. Okay, so first of all, I'll just cut to the cut to the chase. On my way back, North Carolina to Boston, I missed my flight. I missed my flight. And whose fault was that? It was mine. Totally my fault because initially the flight got delayed And then um, I went to the bathroom, I spaced out, I was watching a video, and I go to board the plane, and they're like, sir, this this plane is already boarded, you're late, 
it's over. And I was like, damn, that sucks. What a bummer. So from there, I went to customer service. And then luckily, another line opened up for customer service. And I went into that line. And in front of me is this baby boomer. And this boomer uh, missed her flight. And there was a whole group of boomers who missed their flight from... They were coming from Aruba, okay? So they were all partying. They were all hungover. They were all overtired. They were all miserable. They were all disgraceful boomers. Um, There's no other way to say it. So they were all pissed off. There's this big group of them. They missed their flight, whatever. They're at customer service. I'm at customer service. I honestly don't really care that I missed my flight because I was going to come home super late and... I was kind of looking forward to getting some extra sleep and then traveling again in the morning. And so when I waited in line, I got there at customer service and I talked to the woman and she said, Hey, um, so was this your fault that you missed the flight? And I just, I was just honest. I said, yes, (laughs) it was, it was my fault. And she's like, well, I'm not supposed to do this, but since you were honest, I'm going to give you a hotel, got you a new flight in the morning, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes. Awesome. So I'm intermingled with these uh, people who are coming back from a cruise in Aruba. And I am, you know, at this hotel now. And now we're all in line again, roughly the same group of people who missed their flights. I did it because I spaced out and uh, used my time inappropriately and was overconfident in how much time I had in regards to catching the plane. It was my fault. This other group coming back from Aruba is hungover. They're making disgusting jokes. Um, They're disgruntled and they're also in line. We're also at a hotel at this point. Um, Everybody's checking in, getting settled for, you know, a night of sleep and then another night of travel. Everybody gets to go home. But I made some interesting observations while doing this at the airport And, um, the one major realization observation is that children behave better than baby boomers. No question. There's only one group of people that was consistently misbehaving, acting inappropriately, talking about their disgusting alcohol scams. They're, um, you know, they're all colluding with each other on how to get good deals on drinks for their next for their next disgusting hedonistic adventure you know they're corroborating with each other different information on different deals for drinks cuz they want drinks for their next vacation okay so in observing the behavior of baby boomers and comparing it to the behavior of children and typically when you go to an airport uh maybe there's some kids misbehaving or there's some baby crying. I didn't see any of that. All the children that were with their parents, with their families, they acted like young scholars. And especially in comparison to these baby boomers. These baby boomers were complaining. They were discussing uh, their hedonistic, disgusting. Is there anything more disgusting than going on a booze cruise? Is there anything more low class? Is there anything more uh, just vitriolic in nature than spending a bunch of money to get drunk for a week. And you think that's relaxing. You think that is somehow benefiting you somehow you're winning 
if you go drink a bunch of alcohol and stress yourself out? Is there anything more stressful than the combination of alcohol, travel, and lack of sleep? No, it's the, it's the absolute trifecta of idiocy. And I was unfortunately, but at the same time, fortunately, because I got to study these idiots, I was uh, around this group of boomers who um, were so, so just misguided with their approach toward life that they thought that traveling to Aruba and drinking alcohol and dehydrating themselves was a path to enlightenment. They thought it was an educational and intellectual journey. Um, in reality, they were some of the worst people I've ever come into contact with in my entire life. Put yourself in my situation. We're in this giant line in a hotel. You don't see a line like this in a hotel lobby like you saw this one. But so I'm in line and these baby boomers, they're complaining. Um, they're like, oh, this is unbelievable. Granted, they were in sort of a, they had sort of a gripe, whatever. They're, they got, their flight got canceled, whatever. Anyways, so they're complaining. They're making friends. They're making light of the situation. And then they're discussing their next trip and their next uh, adventure. And I'm just completely disgusted with all of them. They try to make conversation with me. I'm responding in one or two words at most. Okay. So whatever that happens, it actually worked out for me. Slept. Okay. New flight. I get to the airport. Things get even more interesting. <laughs> I ran into, or I observed an infamous e-celebrity. This e-celebrity went viral in 2015. Okay. I'll back up a little bit. I'm sitting down. I'm not going to miss my flight this time. I'm absolutely not going to miss my flight. Unacceptable what I did. I'm paying very close, diligent attention to when this plane boards. I got a coffee just so I can stay extra alert. I see this fat blob, this mess of a human being, totally obese, completely disgraceful. This type of person that is so fat, you keep on looking at them because you can't believe it, a human being could achieve that level of obesity. And um, it's sort of astounding. So I'm looking at this person. It's a big fat girl. She sits down. She's got like a boomer. It looks like an aunt or a relative with a mask on that she's talking with. Somebody, some boomer with a mask on she's talking with. Anyways, and uh, she looks kind of familiar. And then I look at her hat and her hat says TikTok content creator. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a super obese influencer. You got to be shitting me. So she's talking and she's talking about, oh, she's meeting with this congressperson, that congressperson, um, all the creators did this. All the, I'm like, oh my God, this is a bona fide e-celebrity, this fat piece of crap. And she's talking, okay. She's telling all these stories about meeting all these different people. She's clearly like a top TikTok creator. And then that's when I realized I recognize this person. I have seen this person before in person. Let's take it back to 2016. 2016, the University of Massachusetts Amherst is hosting an event, an event in which I attended. I didn't go to that school. This is years after I graduated, but they had an event. Okay. That event was called the Dangerous P-H-A-G-G-O-T Tour. Okay. 
hosted by Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, and I think there were other, there were two other speakers, Stephen Crowder gay, and um, Christina Hoff Summers. Okay. So they had an event at the University of Massachusetts in 2016. And all these triggered, you know, sort of college students are acting like belligerent fools, crying. There's this one particular um, leftist college student, totally obese, starts chanting, you know, get your hate speech off this campus, get your hate speech off this campus. Very big girl, very, very morbidly obese. She goes viral and she gets known as the name Trigglypuff. So if you Google Trigglypuff, you will see what I saw in 2016 and you will see what I saw in 2023 at the airport. This TikTok influencer, totally obese, is the infamous Trigglypuff who went viral in 2016. Somebody I witnessed in person. Google Trigglypuff. T-R-I-G-G-L-Y-P-U-F-F. It's insane. So I saw this person again at the airport and I'm thinking, oh my God, get the fuck away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. And then I avoided this person, obviously didn't want to talk to them, and boarded my plane, and that was about it. But yeah, those were the two big observations. Florida is absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful state. But every 15 feet or so, it reeks of pot, like in public all the time, just because I think that the medical pot has changed the culture of their their state a little bit. And I was smoking a little pot when I was down there, I'm not going to lie, which was kind of cool. You know, it's not something I normally do, but yeah, those are just some observations and yeah, notice this with your own life that, um, baby boomers at this current juncture are less mature than children and children on average are more mature, more intelligent than baby boomers. There's no question about it. And um, just take that observation and apply it to your own life because I think you're going to see the same things that I've seen. So, yeah, that was it. That was the big swing of April 5th. The book is out, the book of the year. People are loving it. And those are some of the adventures I've had in regards to my travels to Florida, a.k.a. Atlantis. Can't wait to go back. And the epic podcast that we did as well as the interview I did with the Great British Blog, and as well as my recent travels. When I get back, we're going to take a short little break. Then we're going to talk about this exclusive for real subscribers only and the continued drops of exclusive content for real subscribers only. That's going to be a continuous thing. We're going to take a short break. Can't wait to talk with you on the other side. The Owl Dog Hour has returned. So yeah, that was about my trip to Atlantis. Can't wait to go back. Let's get right into the exclusive that I'm dropping for real subscribers only. Real subscribers only. That's what we're going to be doing here. For each audio episode, I will be dropping an exclusive for real subscribers. What am I dropping tonight at 7 p.m.? Why do you need to become a real subscriber if you're currently a mid 
And by mid, I mean email subscriber or even worse, somebody who's in the trailer park, somebody who's not even an email or a real subscriber. But what are real subscribers getting tonight? Exclusive content. They are getting the full video of myself interviewing Ricky Vaughn, a.k.a. Douglas Mackey. I've been holding this one in the vault for about five years, and I haven't wanted it to be on YouTube because this dude got into a shit ton of trouble. He's recently been found guilty of election interference. He's fucked. Okay? He's going to do some jail time. We're going to talk about that. But I have the interview, which him and I did in 2018, and uh, we're going to talk about it in a bit, you know? Because I have this exclusive interview for real subscribers only, I'm not going to be putting it out there in the public because this dude is very much in the news. We're going to talk about what he got convicted of, uh, whether or not he's guilty, whether or not he should be free. I think he should be free. He seems like a pretty nice dude. Seems like a cool guy. I don't think he did anything too uh, wrong, but he may have broken some laws in regards to election interference. I think he should have maybe pleaded guilty and I don't think he should be doing jail time, but I got the exclusive interview and I cannot withhold it from real subscribers any longer because it's video, it's high octane, it's somewhat historical and it's, you know, years before he started to get into serious trouble. What happened with Ricky? Well, we're going to read a basic synopsis from, uh, what is it? Justice.gov. And I'm going to read this to you guys, and we're going to talk about what he did wrong, uh, because what he did, and this is how I think of it, he did some basic memes, not basic memes, they were really funny and really effective. There were memes that told people to vote via text, okay? And the text vote was obviously fake. So you can kind of basically see the see the government's position that he did election interference. Like, let's think about it this way. If he did that on a local level, he would also be in serious trouble, okay? If he directed people towards voting, towards a number, and it's not an actual number, and it's fake, you know, I can see their position. But let's read this. Defendant attempted to suppress vote through social media disinformation campaign. This is from justice.gov. Douglas Mackey, also known as Ricky Vaughn, was convicted today by a federal jury in Brooklyn of the charge of conspiracy against rights stemming from a scheme to deprive individuals of their constitutional right to vote. The verdict followed a one-week trial before United States District Judge Anne M. Donnelly. When sentenced, Mackey faces a maximum of 10 years in prison. Brian Peace, United States Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, and Michael J. Driscoll, Assistant Director in Charge, Federal Bureau of Investigation, New York Field Office, announced the verdict. Mackey has been found guilty by a jury of his peers of attempting to deprive individuals from exercising their sacred right to vote for the candidate of their choice in the 2016 presidential election stated United States Attorney Peace. Today's verdict proves that the defendant's fraudulent actions crossed a line into criminality and flatly rejects his cynical attempt to use his con- the constitutional right of free speech as a shield for his scheme to subvert the ballot box and suppress the vote. In 2016, Mackey established an audience on Twitter with approximately 58,000 followers. A February 2016 analysis by the MIT Media Lab ranked Mackey as the 107th most important influencer of the 
then-upcoming presidential election. As proven at trial between 2016 and November 2016, Mackey conspired with other influential Twitter users and with members of private online groups to use social media platforms, including Twitter, to disseminate fraudulent messages that encourages supporters of presidential candidate Hillary Clinton to, quote, vote via text message or social media in which, in reality, was legally invalid. For example, on November 1st, 2016, in or around the same time that Mackey was sending tweets suggesting that importance of limiting black turnout, the defendant tweeted an image depicting an African-American woman standing in front of an African-Americans for Hillary sign. The ad stated, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925, and vote for Hillary and be a part of history. The fine print at the bottom of the deceptive image stated, must be 18 or older to vote. One vote per person. Must be a legal citizen of the United States. Voting by text not available in Guam, Puerto Rico, Alaska, or Hawaii. Paid for by Hillary President for... (laughs) Paid for by Hillary for President 2016. The tweet included the type... The typed hashtag, I'm with her, a slogan frequently used by Hillary Clinton. Blah, blah, blah. So you see what he did there. He made these memes look... Uh, as real and as hilarious as possible, he then directed people to vote via text message. They were, these weren't actual votes. You combine with this with the fact that he had 58,000 followers. He was coordinating with other people in order to uh, dissuade this. And, you know, the right wingers might say, hey, man, free speech, blah, blah, blah. He's our guy. I agree. He's a nice guy. And he's a definitely a, a nice dude. Okay. But let's say if he did that at a local election level, right? If he directed people (laughs) to vote via text message uh, and created a massive social media campaign that directed people to text a specific number and created ads that made it look as official as possible, do they have a case? I think Ricky should have pleaded guilty. I think Ricky should have absolutely pleaded guilty, in my view, because they got him. I mean, they got him... Uh, using his own slogans, his own official ads uh, against him. In it's hard for him to argue that that wasn't intellectual, uh, that wasn't election interference. But anyways, the full conversation between Ricky Vaughn, aka Douglas Mackey, and I is for real subscribers only. And you will notice I'm not using his name in any headline or. Uh, you know, I'm only talking about it here in the post. I don't mention his name because I'm not really trying to, you know, Griff. make this viral secret interview with this guy who's been in the news a lot. Who check me out. I got the, you know, um, I'm not really trying to use his unfortunate situation uh, to my advantage. So I will not be using his name. Only I will only be speaking it. I won't be printing it. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm not trying to clickbait in that sense. But I'm no longer going to be withholding this interview, this video, this content, which is gold. It's great. It's great stuff. I'm not going to be withholding it from the real subscribers. The real subscribers get to check that out because I can't withhold it from them any longer. In every audio episode I do, I'm going to be releasing a video exclusive for real subscribers. That's how it's going to go down. So the real ones are going to get a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of amazing exclusive content that's just going to begin to blow your mind. The Al Dog Hour is upon us. The author of the century with the book of the year and the esoteric athletes of the Illuminati have just begun their reign 
in Atlantis. 